1: for your drive home. I mean, you know how it is, rocking and rolling and whatnot.
2: This is Dukes and Bell. Brought to you by Finley Roofing. We've got you covered. Atlanta's most trusted and recommended roofer. On Sports Radio 92.9 The Game.
1: Lots of stuff going on when it comes to the combine, Uh, who we may take at the edge. Both uh, guys, I think the top two guys in Dallas Turner and Jared Verse, both very good mm. players. I take Verse over Turner. That's me. We've been talking about it. We've been talking about the quarterbacks, too, because Drake May interviewed with the Falcons. Jaden Daniels interviewed with the Falcons. Lots of stuff going on today, man. And coming up, we're going to talk with Steve Coonan later this hour. Hawks taking L last night. That was, that was a bad, one. Was it was, a bad it was, one. It was bad It was ugly, bro. Uh, Trey Young is recovering from the pinky surgery. And we'll talk to uh, Steve Coonan about all things that are going on here on the show in about 40 minutes. Right now, though, our man, Rusty Manziel, is here. Let's talk some dog. Dukes at Bell on
2: the sidelines with the dogs.
1: Rusty, there is a lot of things being talked about in college football right now. And you hear Rusty, by the way, on the steakhouse, Rusty Menzel on Three Sports we're seeing a lot of things being discussed and i'm just curious what you think is mm-hmm. ultimately going to happen with these rule changes that you know are being thrown around first of all why did it take so long we're talking about mike's in the helmet right right we're talking about a two-minute warning at, nfl and you know yeah. for the college football what took so long for us to get here with the college game where it is right now
3: man the ncaa could mess up a 1995 screen break <laughs> in Panama city i mean they just can't <laughs> get anything i mean it's They have been taking l's for a while, but uh, they're they're, they're trying to work on some things best they can. And you look, and I heard Mike mention it earlier, you know, looking more like the NFL game, even little things like this, they're going to now allow cameras in the end zone after touchdowns, and they're going to follow teams onto the field following a timeout. I mean, little things like that you see on Sundays in the NFL game and uh, you know, they're going to add the two-minute warning. Looks like they're going to vote on that in April. Rules committee is going to vote on that. They're going to put helmet communication, uh, a.k.a. the Connor Stallions. Michigan. It took Michigan to win a national championship, and now everybody's got – got to have some rules. Right. Isn't, that, isn't that funny, you know? and uh, So they're going to do those things. They're going to vote April the 18th for everything I read. Today, Ross Dillinger, the first one to report that from Yahoo on 3, had a report today. So it looks like those things will be voted on April 18th. I expect all those things to happen.
4: Yeah, I mean, the money is there for all the Power 5 conferences, now Power 4, to have helmets like the NFL with sure. the radio communication. I'm just glad, because yep. I, where I sit at Florida State, Rusty, I hate looking at a giant sign that's got Beyonce, Yosemite, Sam, Nike oh, symbol, yes. you know, yeah. and all that nonsense, yeah. that You're if sitting alone. Yeah. But no, in all, in all mean, seriousness, yeah, that, that was a step that should have been taken probably years ago.
3: And they're, and they're now able to look at, they're going to be able to look at the Microsoft Surface slash iPads, whatever they're going to use on the sidelines, which, how in the hell they don't have that? I didn't realize they didn't have that until, like, this year. Like, how do you not have that? This is this is big-time college football. It's a big-time product. If NFL has it, you should have it, and they're going to have that this year, too. sounds like that's going to be one of the things they can go back in and watch uh, play instead of having the big old, you know, 1975 chalkboard down there, and you got a guy drawing the board. I mean, we – you know, I don't get it sometimes, but we're taking the baby oh, yeah. steps and those types of things. So, looks like that's going to be in play. By the way, I love the uh, Dan Marino-Kirk Cousins comparison yesterday, Mike Bell.
4: Yeah. Now, again, not comparing Kirk Cousins to Marino. I'm <laughs> talking about Achilles. I must have had to explain that 1,500 times on Twitter. Dude, <laughs> I hit social
3: media last night. I'm like, the dude didn't say that, literally. But, man, they took it yeah. ran with it.
4: I know. I mean, look, as I told some of the guys today on Twitter, who needs 118 touchdowns the last four years? More yeah. on that coming up. Rusty Mansell's with us here on the Wade 4com hotline. Rusty, Tennessee is fighting the good fight yep. for everybody in college football. Yep. I think we're heading yep. to that super conference, power 50, yep. 75, whatever. Technically right yep. now the NCAA is barred by a court decision to even enforce NIL. So when do we yep. get to that? Is, is the SEC and the Big Ten pushing that agenda? Yeah, I
3: definitely think so. And I think what you look at today with a Tennessee pass, a nonprofit uh, organization laid the groundwork for it. And what, what are they doing? Well, they're prepping. If they can pay their, sooner or later, if they start paying their players and their athletes a salary, they already have the kind of infrastructure in place. If, the, if they break off, if these, if these 50 teams, the these 50 power T5 teams break off into their own thing away from the NCAA, tennessee's kind of going to be a little bit of step ahead of everyone you know they're going to have the infrastructure all off the bat so I mean, certainly everybody will follow but you see a team like tennessee who's in world war three with the NCL and everything uh obviously mm. for everybody you know i mean yeah georgia fans alabama fans everybody's like go get them tiger you know and uh <laughs> and so you know do you, see, do you see that deal and i think it's just they're just laying the groundwork for what's coming. Cause, and listen. I don't have all the answers, but what the NCAA has done completely with everything around this product, I mean, they just keep taking L's in the courtroom, and they took one, a big one last week uh, from that judge in Tennessee that blocked it in Tennessee and Virginia, and I don't know where it's going to go, but ultimately, sooner or later, they're going to break off the NCAA, in my opinion, at some point.
1: Rusty uh, A.D. Mitchell at the Combine yeah. was asked about his time at Georgia, and he was like, look, mm-hmm. playing for Kirby Smart in the program, I grew a lot as a player He is probably going to be a late first-rounder, early second-round pick. What about Ladd? Do you think he shows out in this combine and and continues to increase his uh, draft evaluation in this process?
3: He's not going to hurt himself athletically. Zero chance. I mean, he's going to put on a show. Uh, I know when he worked out uh, at the Nike opening camp in Nashville, that's eventually where Georgia actually saw the first tape of him. I think he had the third-fastest short shuttle in america that year and that's kind of what put him on the radar for schools that summer you know it took six seven months for people to get really on him but uh he's not gonna hurt himself athletically i I, he's gonna be the number one slot guy i think he's gonna run well i had a prediction out this morning i said four four three we'll see what he does but uh Mm. he's gonna be a late late first rounder if anybody goes there i think he's gonna be a second rounder um, whoever gets him, man, he's just such a prop. You saw it at the Senior bowl. I've seen it up close. And you guys are talking about second round for the Falcons. And we can talk all day. If the Falcons end up with Jared Verse or Dallas Turner, I, it's on for me. Like, I, we we got to do quarterback stuff. If we get one of those two at eight and we can go wide receiver, a corner in the second round, dude, I love Kamari Lasseter out of Georgia. And you watch that tape of Kamari Lasseter versus Luther Burton. At, at Missouri, he had two catches. Matter of fact, he had one catch on him for 11 yards. And you don't see Kirby Smart do this much. He keeps his corners on one side of the field. Well, they gave up a touchdown early in the game. I remember gets Missouri on the first drive. You know what he did? He put he put Kamari Lasseter on him, and it was over. It was covered up the rest of the game. And if we can get him in the second round, big corner, big 5'11" kid. Uh, is somebody I'm very confident in for Georgia. I would love to get Dow- I would love to get Dallas Turner. I'm telling you, he is. He is physical. He's nasty, he's strong, he does everything. I, I watched him in high school in South Florida. Right. I mean, this guy's a freak now. I would love to get him or verse at eight if they can handle the quarterback situation and go, go get a, another corner in the second round. I would love that.
4: It's a rusty Mansell so, with this guy is talking about Georgia in the next level, and obviously Brock Bowers, a coach's dream. We heard everything from, from yeah. Brock Bowers. And he just he just seems like he could be from, like, somewhere in the middle of nowhere Mississippi. He just happens to be from Napa, California. But How about that? All the time just puts his head down, does the work.
3: Yeah, they, they, listen, everybody I talked to, I don't know if you saw, if you guys saw Kirby Smart interview with Josh Pate, he said he's a generational player. Never been around someone like this guy. I mean, this guy, every single day, was the fastest player every day in practice. His GPS vets, never, nobody ever beat him in practice every single day. He was the best player at Georgia for the last three years. And that damn place has been loaded with first rounders and number one and all that. But Brock Bowers. Pound for pound was the best player at Georgia the last three years. And I I see some people start talking about the tight end position is not valuable. Go look at Travis Kelce, okay? I know we took one at four and it kind of screwed some things up, but there's going to be some teams that are not going to pass up. He will not get out of top ten. He's going to put on freak show when he goes and works out at the pro day. His tape is ridiculous. And when he goes through player interviews and people call Kirby Smart behind the scenes and ask him, Kirby Smart will never speak higher about a player, I guarantee you, behind the scenes, than he will about Brock Bowers.
1: I agree. It is our man, Rusty Manziel, on three, guys. You check out the website. Uh, It is all things, I mean, literally, college, high school. They are on it recruiting. Um, I want to ask you about this 3-2-2-2-1 model because that's what they're calling it with 14 teams expanding the college football playoff. They're saying this could happen, Rusty, by 2026. And the cool thing is, I think, under this plan – the Big Ten and the SEC would each receive receive three automatic qualifiers. So automatically you're getting six, right, from, you know, the or it's three from the SEC and, and three from the Big Ten, but six Correct. of those teams coming from the two big conferences because they're kind of running things. They're calling the shots. Yeah, yeah, and I said, yeah. wow, this is interesting. Yeah. The ACC and the Big 12 would each get two. You yeah. like this format if we go to fourteen? Listen, we haven't even done
3: twelve yet. You know what I mean? Like, no, right? Let's get twelve dialed in, you know, and see how this thing goes, and and let's see how the conferences shake out. I don't have a problem with college football. I love it. I can't get enough of it. But can we do twelve and see how things go before we start guaranteeing buys for for everybody and guaranteeing <laughs> spots that like we just don't? You know, to me, again, that's, let's let's kind of back up. We got a great product. We're going to this playoff system. The numbers are going to be through the roof on views. Let's dial in 12 before we try to dial in 14 because we hadn't seen right. the product yet. Right.
4: By the way, eight yeah. sounded better to me in the first place. Six. I still yeah. think this is,
3: Yeah, I worry about a little yeah. bit too there, but, but listen, it's more football for, for all of us. That's a win win. Um, right. you know, it's a lot more games. It's crazy to me that the national championship will be played in January 20th, which is great right. for us to be in Atlanta, but just think how late right. that is. That's, Everybody in America, about ninety percent of the kids in America will already have started their second semester, right? Of spring semester, which is crazy. Right.
4: But again, remember right. the old arguments against it, Russ. You know, it's like, well, the, uh, the the minor, the subdivisions can do it, but the these athletes are just too big and physical. People are going to get hurt if we play more <laughs> than, than ten or eleven games. Rusty Manzel's with us, guys, on the WadeFord.com hotline. We're live at Twin Peaks in Kennesaw today. I just want to bring it back to the draft real quick. Uh, we talked yes. about Lance, you know, obviously you know, Brock Bowers, Lad McConkey. I'd love to see where he's yeah. gonna go, and I don't know yeah. where he's gonna where he's gonna fall. But that's another dude. But if we're trying to do a Ram style offense, I think there'd be a place for a guy like that. Again, if if the, if the stars dude,
3: alone. dude, I call it AIS. You want to talk about ass and seats? Go get Lad McConkey <laughs> and let him play Mercedes Benz. You you want right. some AIS, and Mercedes Benz? Go get Lad McConkey. You know what I mean? And. And go get, go, listen, we can send a, go get Kirk Cousins or go get Justin Fields. Put AIS in Mercedes Benz and you go get, you go get a Lab McConkie for this state and a kid from North Murray high school and what he's done. I mean, he's going to be a nightmare in the red zone. I mean, you saw him at the senior bowl. That's the best of the best. Nobody was getting in line. You know how you count receivers like, Hey, I'm number three corner. <laughs> uh, that little, that little bitty dude's three. Now, Hey man, Hey, you come right here and get this rep. I'm going to get number four rep. Uh, that that's the kind of player he is, man. It's unfortunate for Georgia fans. He was un he, you know battled all those injuries all year, tried to do the best he can. But I'm telling you, he's elite. He's gonna put on a show up here. He's bigger than uh, you know people think in person, and he's legit. I say this: there's never a five eleven male in the human world. You're either five ten or six foot. You know what I mean? Nobody's ever said I'm five eleven. He's gonna measure five eleven, and uh, that's kind of where he is. And, and he's got great size, just elite, quick. I've watched him do routes, man. And I'm telling you, his change of direction, it's is, is nuts. Like how quick and out of breaks he is, sure hands, he's just going to be, he's going to be, if he stays healthy, man, he's going to be a 10-year guy. And I would love to see him uh, playing for the Falcons. And let's, let's put some AIS down there.
1: I hear you. Rusty, it's always good to talk with you, man. I'm curious to see how things shake out for all the dogs at uh, the Combine and then how these uh, guys evaluate, and then I can't wait to get mm. to the draft, man. We know 11 guys are there um, competing and, you know, participating. They're all going to get a chance to, to show out, and hopefully they all get drafted, man. I know um, Kirby's proud of these guys, man, and I know that, you know, yeah. you, you, you talk about yeah. your players and winning and as much as they won over the last five years, it just, you know, it kind of is what it is, man. I was looking at this, Rusty, I think the last six years, if we had this current playoff with the 12 teams, um, yeah. Georgia would have been in the top four three of the six years. The last six, correct?
3: Yeah, that's so, no doubt. I mean, if you're a Georgia, I tell Georgia fans all the time that talk to me. You know, you you have prayed for this. Well, here it is. This is this is the you're you're at the king of the mountain. Like you're going to be in the national championship hunt every single year. Now you can even lose one or two and still be in there and still have a chance. And uh, the roster, what Georgia has built, what Kirby Smart did, I've said it a million times, and people always ask me. I was very honest. I stood down there in State Farm Arena when Alabama walked in for National Championship Media Day, and Georgia walked in that day, and Georgia didn't look like Alabama. And they almost won the game anyway, but they didn't look like 1-85. through 85. Well, you go look at 1-85 through 85 now in Georgia, and they look better than anybody in the country. And that's a tribute to Kirby Smart and his staff.
4: Just real quick, because we were talking a lot about it today. We're going to talk more about it at 5, what we're going to do at 8. Just in 30 seconds, Russ, Jared Versus yep. Dallas Turner?
3: I love them. Either one of them. Guys, we got to have a pressure guy. I don't give a crap what we do. We have got to have somebody. That is, the, the what's the prime position? The left tackle, quarterback, and edge rusher. Why? Because those are the three pr- uh, premium positions. And if they can get either one of those two at number eight, I'm absolutely ecstatic because both of those guys are elite, physical, physical football players give me a michael parsons type that wants to tear your head off every play a guy that can yes. be i watched those workouts last night holy moly those two guys they no brainers man if they're if they're there at eight i'm telling you everybody's got their mind on the quarterbacks. don't be surprised if somebody don't try to trade up and beat atlanta for one of those guys if they know they're gonna take them
1: i'm with you i i totally agree rusty great job man enjoy the weekend brother we'll talk to you soon rusty manziel on three follow him on social media as well we'll talk soon brother thanks guys all right man coming up steve coonan in less than 25 minutes mike and i are going to get back into uh what we started talking about today i, I am a jared verse guy as of right now i don't know Me if anything's going to change my mind um and again there have been guys that are physical freaks at the combine dallas Turner's is one of them but i think we knew that we knew his explosiveness i said to mike i just don't think the numbers add up to what i see what his athleticism is. Right. He should have been much more of a dominant player at Alabama. And to say Will Anderson was a better player who's, and Copps, now, who's now with the Houston Texans, that's not a stretch. And Will Cobb's better than Jared Verse. So, right. all right, we're coming back. we got more to get to. We're live at Twin Peaks in Kennesaw. It's Dukes and Bell.
2: brought
3: to you by Georgia Natural Gas. Cut the cold this winter. When you lock in a low fixed rate from G&G,
2: it's that simple.
1: Well, that was ugly last night. It's Dukes and Bell at Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Mike and I were talking about this all week as we had, you know, gotten a couple of wins, Mike. We're feeling pretty good about ourselves. Yep. Considering the injury to Trey Young. Steve Koon and Hawk CEO is joining us right now on the waitforward.com hotline and uh, and then last night, the Nets, they couldn't miss. I'm being serious. It was it was like
4: I hadn't seen the Nets shoot the ball this well. Well, it's easy to shoot the ball, Carl, when no one's playing a lick of defense. Steve, here he goes. Perimeter defense was not existed last night for the Hawks. And uh, let's see if Steve can give us some answers. Here he goes, Steve. No speak English. <laughs> I mean, Steve. I don't know if everybody had about three cheesecakes at Juniors yesterday, but man, they were playing some listless hoop last night at Barclays, man. What the deuce? Um. Uh, well, you know, I
5: I, I have nothing. <laughs> <laughs> I have nothing. I have nothing. It, it was it was
1: well. It to, to was not th- great. You no,
5: know, it was when, not. When I, we closed six at the end of the right. half, it was like, okay, we got the momentum, and then it, it just was you know moving on here's the good news we get him again tomorrow afternoon and um, i think that you will see a very different performance tomorrow afternoon right
1: i do agree with that and by the way kobe buffkin 12 points getting some run playing uh saw him down there with the skyhawks of course he was a top pick for us what do you think I think that,
5: um, you know, you've got to find, you got to make lemonade when you get lemons in this league. And with Trey going out, it gives us an opportunity for Kobe to get on the floor. And he's, um, he's certainly, you know, not um, backing down from the opportunity. He's played well in every time he's been out. So hopefully, you know, he'll continue to develop. And I'm looking forward, again, to seeing we still have, excuse me 25 more games so i'm i'm excited to see his growth and maturation and then mogay played the other night our, our other very high draft pick for the first time this year he literally had a broken back and um he he had a really good night so you know i am um but i'm always optimistic you know i, I i'm it's hard for a rookie to come in. This is perfect because normally, you know, when you saw with A.J. Griffin, they come in and then hit the rookie wall. This way, Toby right. should have plenty of legs for the last 25 games, and we'll see what we got.
4: I was telling Carl the other day, I mean, I, I really – I'm not trying to be a Weisenheimer thought Trent Forrest really? was, like, playing in Europe somewhere. But, no, a former Florida State point guard is top five in assists and steals. And he's right up there with Bobby Surra in the record book. He's a nice piece, too, who's been grinding. And, and mm. again, some of it's parts. But, you know, a chance that some of these guys would try out to show what they got.
5: Yeah, I mean, it's an opportunity. This is what the NBA is about. The, the, um, your high draft picks, your superstar players, we, you know, we, we got a pretty good beat on them. They get 32, 35 minutes a game. So now guys like Kobe and Trent and others, Mo, hopefully will be up, you know, soon. And, and we'll get a read of what we've got as we go into, you know, the offseason, hopefully, play I think, play in and then play off.
1: Steve Koonin, our guest, guys, as we talk about our Hawks Talk All Things NBA, isn't it astounding? I mean, it is to me. Maybe I'm the only one, Steve, that LeBron is, is embarking on 40,000 points. And I was saying this the other day, like Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, that record, Still for twenty nine years. I mean, like, I don't know how close to catching LeBron and whatever number. Yeah, who's gonna, gonna be? play that long? Right? Correct?
5: I think LeBron's the most underappreciated athlete of our time. you know, um, he he's somebody who, if you just look at the numbers, your jaw drops. I mean, he'll finish with forty five thousand points, maybe. 47,000 points, because he is not close to finishing. You saw him the other night, five threes in the third, and literally brought his team back on his shoulders and down 21 points. So I I think you could see 45, 47,000 points, which, you know, in today's NBA, I, I don't think anybody will come close to that. I just don't think it's even possible.
4: It's our man Steve Koonin, guys, CEO with us here on the WadeFord.com hotline. As we're live at uh, Twin Peaks up in Kennesaw, uh, it's uh, the way the schedules they've done this the last few years. So it's two in Brooklyn, then one in New York at yep. the Garden. Yep. So I mean, I know it's funny, Steve. We were having the conversation, some of it tongue in cheek, about maybe they're better without Trey. And I like last night shows you know they're they're not better without Trey Young. No.
5: No, I mean, he's he's an all star. He's all NBA and we will win games, and you will see, you know, you saw really good defense for two games, but um, there's always going to be nights like last night. I mean, every team has them, so too early to evaluate, but, you know, evaluating early is what's fun and what's great about sports. It gives us, you know, plenty to talk about. I had people say to me, you you know, you think we got 10-game run in us, and it's like... How would I know? You know? (laughs) (laughs) Sure. Why not? You know, Mm. so obviously we need to build momentum going towards the postseason. That's what I'm the most, um, you know, looking at and understanding where our opportunities and where our gaps and what we need to do to get better because we need to get better. I don't think there's any grayness on that.
1: Steve, uh, there was a lot of talk at the NBA All-Star Weekend about the 65-game minimum rule. Players have to play at least 65 to be eligible for the regular season honors. And then I heard, I think it was, you know, um, the commission say, look, we're not changing this rule. You like this rule, and do you think that they will ultimately adjust it? I, I don't love the rule.
5: and um, was part of that debate, and you could see how well my argument went. Um, okay. Because it's, it's in place. So, I, I, I don't love the rule. I don't like drawing a line. That's what our players should be targeting. 82 is what our league and our players should be targeting. That said, um, in today's NBA, which is a different game, all you got to do is turn on TNT and listen to Shaq and Charles talk about it. Um, a player missing, you know, 15, 17 games between injury, rest, schedule. I mean, I'm not sure people listening to our fine radio show understand the grind uh, of an NBA season in just, you know, it's interesting that we're playing this kind of five day New York road trip, which feels much more like baseball than, um, than basketball. But we've had teams get into Atlanta at 5:15 in the morning and play us the next night. We've gotten home at four o'clock in the morning and play the next night. And so sometimes it's just the schedule that you can look at and say, we're gonna ha- we're gonna struggle in this game. It's gonna be very difficult. And a lot of the and we're talking about the, the top half of one percent of players that you know normally are eligible for these kind of honors. And you know again, underappreciated LeBron because he tries to play every game. He played when we played the Lakers this year. He played in Houston the night before and got his legs taken out from under him, landed on his back. But he felt an obligation to play the game the next night, and he went like 34 minutes the next night. So, right. love him, hate him, you gotta gotta appreciate what the man puts out.
4: No, LeBron is again, as Carl said earlier, defying like you know the laws of nature when it comes to how he continues in the in the NBA. I would counter though, Steve, that getting back to your initial point though. You know, I can take it in at 5 o'clock. You put me in the four seasons. i got to make that shoot around later and go back and take my nap and, you know, be one of the highest paid athletes on the planet at the end of the bench.
5: Well, if you're at the end of the bench, you're not eligible for awards. Goofball. <laughs>
4: <laughs> you goofball. True that. You but, I mean, it all I goes back to pop. I mean, we, I mean,
5: that's it's not started, what we're talking no, about here.
4: But it all started, but regardless, it all started with but pop and, and management. I mean, regardless, regardless, the stars to the guy in the 12th bench, you're still the highest-paid guys on the planet. The guys you who know, do the I'm most work in the sports world of the NFL. What? And these guys, the, NCAA, I mean, the NBA, let's be honest, Steve, now we're into the part, part of the season where everything gets amped up. I mean, it's just, it, it is what it is. I mean, they've kind of created this monster. We can blame Popovich for some of this stuff. But the scheduling, to True. your point, the, the way they schedule doesn't do anybody any favors.
5: No, and the 12th guy on the bench, you know, I, I, I'd sign up for that, you know. <laughs> I sign up for that, but that's not what we're talking about. We're talking about all NBA honors. So let's not mix metaphors, Michael. Who does and Steve Koonen? Michael, Halsey? when you're wrong.
1: I'm back to yes. Catholic
4: school. My mom showed at
1: I was expecting you to come on and say that. I was listening, Michael. Uh, who does Steve Coonan uh, like for our quarterback situation with our Atlanta Falcons? Before we let you go, who that's you like? a tough one. You know, so you go
5: for a veteran free agent coming off an injury that's going to be 35 to $40 million a year in a Kirk Cousins, for example. Or you draft a rookie, which is an right. absolute total trash. I'm um, um, crapshoot. Look at <laughs> – yeah. That was Freudian, huh? Hello, people. I, you know, for a minute I had to realize it wasn't my league and I could say whatever the heck I wanted.
1: Right,
0: right, um, right. But, but, right.
1: No but, 50, but see, 50% is going to be
5: trash. Right. Yeah, I mean, look at Bryce Young. You know, look right. at Bryce Young. And so, I mean, it's so hard. But the one thing that I do know, without a quarterback, we're not going to achieve the goals that I think all of us want to see right. that team achieve. I, I think, you know, it, it, point guard's an important position in our, in our league, but you can have an, a moderate point guard in Joel and B and have success. You can't have success without a quarterback in the NFL. No. You cannot. No. So I mean, so what does that say to you? It says to you, are you going to build short-term or long-term? And if you want to be back in the playoffs, you put Kirk Cousins, I've heard this always, you put Kirk Cousins on the 23 Falcon team, we're in the playoffs. Okay. Agreed. What does that get you? What does that get you? You know, I think Tampa Bay won the division nine and eight. So I guess it just depends on the long-term versus short-term outlook. It's it's, it's a tough one. I got plenty of my own problems. I'm not going to worry about that. <laughs> well, let me. I
4: got, I got my, my own issues. I got one question for you, Cha Cha. Uh, Steve Koonin's with this Guys, yeah. wrapping things up with our Hawks CEO. You get public relations. You worked obviously at Turner. You worked at TNT. I mean, the, you get the TV side of it. The guy that would be the to kind of split the difference between fields or the draft and going Kirk Cousins is Russell Wilson. And I've never seen a star athlete take more hits than this guy has the last eighteen months. Wow. I mean to to me the guy, I mean, he his stats would put us in the playoffs the last few years, but people just feel like they don't want to touch him with a ten foot pole.
5: Russell Wilson would love Atlanta. You know, I mean, let's be honest. We're we're not Philadelphia press. We're not New York press. We're not Boston press. You guys support every one of the players and teams that that are in this town. You know, you say what's justified. Thirty-eight percent of the time unjustified. Thirty-eight percent of the time, and the other thirty-four percent of the time, I think that adds up to 102. Um, you're you're incredibly entertaining and funny, but you're not attacking. Russell Wilson would do very well in this town. Would do very well in this town, and and it, but he needs to stop talking. He's going to win two Super Bowls in the next five years. You don't even have a job, man.
1: Right. Yeah. Yeah, so think of the material
5: we can get from him.
1: Yeah, right. Um, and we do attack when it's necessary. Steve Coonan, thank you so much for joining us, I'm man. We appreciate you. you. <laughs> right. Steve Coonan, Hawk CEO uh, on Dukes and Bell. And, and he, he is right. I mean, like we said this, for every time that I say, yes, bring him home, and Fields is the answer. That, that you've got to decide what you want to deal with. What do you want to deal with? Because right. you're going to you're gonna be dealing with right. different
4: issues with any of the guys if you decide to go this route. And we'll talk about it more, what Brian McFadden had to say about who the quarterback should be. may surprise some folks. You'll hear that coming up. But to me, we talked about it. Almost everybody that we've mentioned has warts or something that needs improvement or is a concern. Wilson's one of those guys that really doesn't have all that other than the stuff that's off the field it has nothing to do with the no. Falcons. I mean,
1: no, he's not, and he's not been a problem off right. the field. He, no. he really hasn't. Coming up, Falcon reports on the way. We'll hear from one draft expert who talked about the edge rushers and also Zach Klein's comments went around the world <laughs> on this show. It's Dukes and Bell.
3: This was Catching Up with Coonan, brought to you by Georgia Natural Gas. Cut the cold costs this winter when you lock in a low fixed rate from GNG? It's that simple.
2: Now, now, your game traffic. 92.9, the game's traffic center, brought to you by Bader Scott Coonan.
3: Brought to you by Georgia Natural Gas. Cut the cold costs this winter when you lock in a low fixed rate from G&G. It's that simple.
1: Well, that was ugly last night. It's Dukes and Bale of Sports Radio, 92.9, the game. Mike and I were talking about this all week as we had you know, gotten a couple of wins, Mike. We're feeling pretty good about ourselves. Yep. Considering the injury to Trey Young, Steve Kuhn and Hawks CEO is joining us right now on the waitforward.com hotline. And uh, and then last night, the Nets, they couldn't miss. I'm being serious.
4: It was it was like I hadn't seen the Nets shoot the ball this well. Well, it's easy to shoot the ball, Carl, when no one's playing a lick of defense. <laughs> Steve, here he goes. Perimeter defense was not existent last night for the Hawks. And uh, let's see if Steve can give us some answers. Here he goes, Steve. No speak English. <laughs> i mean steve i don't know if everybody had about three cheesecakes at juniors yesterday but man they were playing some listless hoop last night at barclays man what the deuce
5: um uh, well you know i i i, I have nothing <laughs> i have nothing i have nothing it, it was it was uh,
1: well t- it t- was tell us- not
5: great you no, know, it was when, not. When I closed it to six at the end of the right. half, so it was like, okay, we got the momentum. And then it, it just was, you know, moving on. Here's the good news. We get him again tomorrow afternoon.
1: And um And
5: I think that you will see a very different performance
1: tomorrow afternoon. Right. I do agree with that. And by the way, Kobe Bufkin, 12 points, getting some run, playing. I saw him down there with the Skyhawks. Of course, he was a top pick for us. What do you think?
5: I I think that, um, you know, you've got to find – you've got to make lemonade when you get lemons in this league. And with Trey going out, it gives us an opportunity for Kobe to to get on the floor. And he's he's certainly, you know, not um, backing down from the opportunity. He's played well in every time he's been out. So hopefully, you know, he'll continue to develop, and I'm looking forward again to seeing. We still have, <clears throat> excuse me, 25 more games, so I'm I'm excited to see his growth and maturation. And then mogay played the other night, our, our other very high draft pick, for the first time this year. He literally had a broken back, and um, he he had a really good night. So you know, I am, um, but I'm always optimistic. You know, I, I, I'm. It's hard for a rookie to come in. This is perfect because normally, you know, when you saw with A.J. Griffin, they come in and then hit the rookie wall. This way, Kobe right. should have plenty of legs for the last 25 games, and we'll see what we got.
4: I was telling Carl the other day, I mean, I, I really – I'm not trying to be a Weisenheimer thought Trent Forrest really? was, like, playing in Europe somewhere. But, no, a former Florida State point guard is top five in assists and steals and showed right up there with Bobby Sura in the record book. He's a nice piece, too, who's been grinding. And, and mm. again, some of it's parts. But, you know, a chance that some of these guys would tray out to show what they got. Yeah, I mean,
5: it's an opportunity. This is what the NBA is about. The, the um, Your high draft picks, your superstar players, We, you know, we, we got a pretty good beat on them. They get 32, 35 minutes a game. So now guys like Kobe and Trent and others, Mo, hopefully will be up, you know, soon, and, and we'll get a read of what we've got as we go into, you know, the offseason, hopefully, play I think play in and then play
1: off. Steve Cooney and our guest, guys, as we talk about our Hawks talk all things NBA, isn't it astounding? I mean, it is to me. Maybe I'm the only one, Steve, that LeBron is, is embarking on 40,000 points. And I was saying this the other day, like Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, that record – Still for twenty nine years. I mean, like, I don't know close to catching LeBron and whatever number. Yeah, who's going to play that long? Right? Correct. I think LeBron's the most underappreciated athlete
5: of our time. You know, um, he he's somebody who, if you just look at the numbers, your jaw drops. I mean, he'll finish with forty five thousand points, maybe. 47,000 points, because he is not close to finishing. You saw him the other night, five threes in the third, and literally brought his team back on his shoulders and down 21 points. So I I think you could see 45, 47,000 points, which, you know, in today's NBA, I, I don't think anybody will come close to that. I just don't think it's even possible.
4: It's our man Steve so. Coonan, guys, CEO with us here on the WadeFord.com hotline as we're live at uh, Twin Peaks up in Kennesaw. Uh, it's, it, the way the schedule is, they've done this the last few years, so it's two in Brooklyn, then one in New York at yep. the Garden. Yep. So, I mean, I know it's funny, Steve, we were having the conversation, some of it tongue-in-cheek, about maybe they're better without Trey. And I, like last night shows, you know, they're they're not better without Trey Young. No.
5: No, I mean, he's, he's an all-star. He's all-NBA. And we will win games, and you will see, you know, you saw really good defense for two games. But um, there's always going to be nights like last night. I mean, every team has them. So too early to evaluate, but, you know, evaluating girlies what's fun and what's great about sports. It gives us, you know, plenty to talk about. I had people say to me, you, you know, you think we got 10-game run in us? And it's like, How would I know? You know, (laughs) (laughs) sure, why not? You know, so obviously we need to build momentum going towards the postseason. That's what I'm the most, um, you know, looking at and understanding where our opportunities and where our gaps and what we need to do to get better because we need to get better. I don't think there's any grayness on that.
1: Steve, uh, there was a lot of talk at the NBA All-Star Weekend about the 65-game minimum rule. Players have to play at least 65 to be eligible for the regular season honors. And then I heard, I think it was, you know, um, the commission say, look, we're not changing this rule. You like this rule, and do you think that they will ultimately adjust it? I, I don't love the rule.
5: and um, was part of that debate, and you could see how well my argument went um, okay. because it's, it's in place. So I, I, I don't love the rule. I don't like drawing the line. That's what our players should be targeting. 82 is what our league and our players should be targeting. That said, um, in today's NBA, which is a different game, all you got to do is turn on TNT and listen to Shaq and Charles talk about it. Um, a player missing, you know, 15, 17 games between injury, rest, schedule. I mean, I'm not sure people listening to our fine radio show understand the grind uh, of an NBA season. And just, you know, it's interesting that we're playing this kind of five-day New York road trip, which feels much more like baseball than um, than basketball. But we've had teams get into Atlanta at 5:15 in the morning and play us the next night. We've gotten home at four o'clock in the morning and played the next night and so sometimes it's just the schedule that you can look at and say we're going to ha- we're going to struggle in this game it's going to be very difficult and a lot of the, and we're talking about the, the top half of 1% of players that you know normally are eligible for these kind of honors and you know again underappreciated lebron cuz he tries to play every game he played when we played the lakers this year he played in Houston the night before and got his legs taken out from under, him, landed on his back. But he felt an obligation to play the game the next night, and he went like 34 minutes the next night. So, right. love him, hate him, you gotta gotta appreciate what the man puts out.
4: No, LeBron is again, as Carl said earlier, defined, like you know the laws of well, nature when it comes to how he continues in the yeah. in the NBA. I would counter, those Steve, that getting back to your initial point, though. You know, I can take it into five o'clock. You put me in the Four Seasons. I gotta make that shoot around later and go back and take my nap, and you know, be one of the highest-paid athletes on the planet at the end of the bench.
5: Well, if you're at the end of the bench, you're not eligible for awards.
4: Goofball. <laughs> <laughs> you goof through that,
2: but you I mean, but again, it all goes Cleaned back to Pop. I mean, we, we, we. I mean,
4: that's
2: not start, what we're no, talking
4: about here. But it all started. But regardless, it all started with but Pop and load Management. I mean, regardless, regardless, the stars to the guy in the 12th bench, you're still the highest-paid guys on the planet. The guys you who know, do the Understood. most work in the sports world of the you know NFL, what? and these guys, the NCAA, I mean, the NBA, let's be honest, Steve, now we're into the part part of the season where everything gets amped up. I mean, it's just, it, it is what it is. I mean, they've kind of created this monster. We can blame Popovich for some of this stuff. But the scheduling, to True. your point, the, the way they schedule doesn't do anybody any favors.
5: No, and the 12th guy on the bench, you know, I, I, I'd sign up for that, you know. <laughs> I sign up for that, but that's not what we're talking about. We're talking about all NBA honors. So let's not mix metaphors, Michael. Who does and Steve
4: I call Coonan? Michael, when you're wrong. Back in Catholic school, my mom showed. at
1: I was expecting you to come on and say that. I was listening, Michael. Uh, who does Steve Coonan uh, like for our quarterback situation with our Atlanta Falcons? Before we let you go, who that's you like? a tough one.
5: You know, so you go for a veteran free agent coming off an injury. That's going to be 35 to $40 million a year in a Kirk Cousins, for example. Or you draft a rookie, which is an absolute Man. total trash. I'm um, a crapshoot. Look at <laughs> – yeah. That was Freudian, huh? A lot of people. <laughs> I, you know, for a minute I had to realize it wasn't my league and I could say whatever the heck I wanted. Right. Um, right.
1: But, right. Right. No but, 50, but see, 50% is going to be and, trash.
5: Right. Yeah, right. I mean, look at Bryce Young. You know, look right. at Bryce Young. And so, I mean, it's so hard. But the one thing that I do know, without a quarterback, we're not going to achieve the goals that I think all of us want to see right. that team achieve. I, I think, you know, it, it, point guard's an important position in our, in our league, but you can have an, a moderate point guard in Joel and B and have success. You can't have success without a quarterback in the NFL. No. You cannot. No. So I mean, so what does that say to you? It says to you, are you going to build short-term or long-term? And if you want to be back in the playoffs, you put Kirk Cousins, I've heard this always, you put Kirk Cousins on the 23 Falcon team, we're in the playoffs. Okay. Agreed. What does that get you? What does that get you? You know, I think Tampa Bay won the division nine and eight. So I guess it just depends on the long-term versus short-term outlook. It's it's, it's a tough one. I got plenty of my own problems. I'm not going to worry about that.
4: Right. Well, let me. <laughs> I, I got, got my, my own issues. I got one question for you, Cha Cha. Uh, Steve Koonin's with this Guys, yeah. wrapping things up with our Hawks CEO. You get public relations. You worked obviously at Turner. You worked at TNT. I mean, the, you get the TV side of it. The guy that would be the to kind of split the difference between fields or the draft and going Kirk Cousins is Russell Wilson. And I've never seen a star athlete take more hits than this guy has the last 18 months. Wow. I mean, to, to me, the guy, I mean, he, his stats would put us in the playoffs the last few years, but people just feel like they don't want to touch him with a 10-foot pole. Russell
5: Wilson would love Atlanta. You know, I mean, let's be honest. We're, we're not Philadelphia Press. We're not New York Press. We're not Boston Press. You guys support every one of the players and teams that, that are in this town. You know, you say what's justified. 38% of the time, unjustified 38% of the time, and the other 34% of the time, I think that adds up to 102. Um, you're, you're incredibly entertaining and funny, but you're not attacking. Russell Wilson would do very well in this town. Would do very well in this town. and, and it, But he needs to stop talking. He's going to win two Super Bowls in the next five years. He don't even have a job, man.
1: Yeah. So think of the material
5: we can get from him.
1: Yeah. Right. Um, And we do attack when it's necessary. Steve Coonan, thank you so much for joining us, man. We appreciate you. you. (laughs) (laughs) Steve Coonan, Hawk CEO uh, on Dukes and Bell. And and he, he is right. I mean, like, we said this. For every time that I say yes, bring him home and Fields is the answer, that, that you've got to decide what you want to deal with. What do you want to deal with? Because right. you're going
4: you're gonna to be dealing with right. different issues with any of the guys if you decide to go this route. And we'll talk about it more. What Brian McFadden had to say about who the quarterback should be. It may surprise some folks. You'll hear that coming up. But to me, we talked about it. Almost everybody that we've mentioned has warts or something that needs improvement or is a concern. Wilson's one of those guys that really doesn't have all that other than the stuff that's off the field. It has nothing to do with the no. Falcons. I mean, no, he's not, And he's not been a problem off right. the field. He, no. he really hasn't. Coming up, Falcon
1: reports on the way. We'll hear from one draft expert who talked about the edge rushers and also Zach Klein's comments went around the world <laughs> on this show. It's Dukes and Bell.
3: This was Catching Up with Kunin, Brought to you by Georgia Natural Gas. Cut the cold cost this winter. When you lock in a low fixed rate from GG, it's that simple.
2: Now, now, your game traffic. 929 The Games Traffic Center. Brought to you by Bader Scott.